Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. And today my special guest is Billy Blue, the illustrator and RPG artist. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. No doubt. No doubt. It's good to talk to you. And and I think we're going to talk about, well, since you're an illustrator, we're going to talk about art. I'm curious to know a little bit about what you're doing art-wise um, and some of the games you've provided art for and how you kind of got into that. Uh, well, right now I'm working on quite a few things. Something that's going to be coming out soon is a game called Pork in the Void. And it's a uh, it's an RPG compatible with Mork Borg, mm-hmm. which is, you know, of course, really blowing up right now. Yes. Um, and in this game, you are the usual kind of dastardly, you know, people, <laughs> except you're all pig people. Oh, my. So it's like he- humanoid pig scum uh, in space is the <laughs> pitch. So it's a uh, outer space themed and it has a very kind of grungy uh, space trucker kind of a feel to it. And mm-hmm. you're all pigs <laughs> oh, for, just for fun. Uh, but it really has that more Korg aesthetic to it, which is something I really like. I, I appreciate that. It, it, for the first thing that comes to my mind is the old back in the eighties, they had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Mm. They had the Road Hogs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And there was a uh, what was the guy in the cartoon? Uh, Bebop. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the one of the illustrations, one of the other guys did. It looks just like Bebop, and I love that. That's he has the glasses and everything. I like I like playing bizarre, strange creatures and stuff in role playing games. It can be fun. So you've done a bit of illustration for quite a few folks here when it comes to Mm -hmm. games. I'm curious how you got into illustration and where, like, I'm assuming because you're doing game illustration that you also play role-playing games. (laughs) So where did the two of those meet? It's kind of interesting because I've been a gamer my whole life, just not board games or tabletop games, Mm -hmm. uh, but a video gamer. Okay. And really, I didn't start getting into tabletop games until just before the pandemic. Oh, really? So I'm actually fairly new to it. And I started with a group right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic happened. So we just shut it all down. Oh, no. <laughs> and yeah, so the majority of my RPG experience has been, you know, through Zoom mm-hmm. or things like that or through Discord games. And, you know, that's, of course, hard to maintain sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, I have been working on my art for a long time. And just kind of trying things here and there, different fields, you know, like we spoke about before. And I was trying to grow myself as an artist. So Mm -hmm. I started messaging people whose art I liked Mm -hmm. and just telling them like, hey, this is me. This is my work. If you have any time, I'm just hoping to get feedback. You know, thank you very much. That kind of a thing. And one of the people that I meant uh, that I I messaged was uh, Michael Harmon. Mm-hmm. He's one of the creators of Yogdu Games. Yes, he's. Uh, I've spoken with him before. He's been on here. I, I am familiar oh, okay, with who cool. you're talking about. Yes, he. Uh, yeah, he's a cool guy. He started a couple of Morkborg uh, Skin yep. Crawl, I believe, was one uh, of them. Skin job, that- yeah. Skin job, skin job, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tomb of Immolation. Yes, uh, that was a really good one. But he was he was just really friendly and receptive, and he sent me back some feedback. And actually, he liked my work so much. He was like. Hey, instead of me critiquing portfolio, do you just want to do some jobs for me? Oh, nice. And I was like, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna say no to that. Yeah, he was actually one of my first bigger clients that I started working with on a regular basis. Because before then it had just been kind of like 
a small guy here, a small guy there, you know, $50 here, $50 there. Yeah. And then so, you know, he had a lot of work he needed and he's a really good artist himself. So he knows, you know, how to get good art and he's a he's a good art director. And yeah, it just kind of grew from there. We started working together and had a good relationship. So he's been probably my most consistent collaborator since then. In fact, the, the project that I just mentioned, Pork in the Void, is a Yogdu product. It's been just a really good experience and a really good fit because it's funny talking about more Ford. In addition to messaging Michael, mm-hmm. the other thing that I can pinpoint that really had a good effect on my career has been more Ford itself. Because really? yeah, yeah, just seeing that game and the aesthetic that they chose Yes. It really opened up a lot for me. One of the things about me as an artist I've learned over the years is that I'm very comfortable adapting to different styles. Yes. And it's always, it's been something that I've tried to really work on because I want to be flexible and I want to have that kind of variety. So when I saw Mark Borg, of course, like everyone else, I was just blown away by the, mm-hmm. the visuals. So uh, my artist brain says, okay, let's figure out how to make that. Yeah. So I, ju- I just sat down and just pumped out more Borg themed stuff. And kind of trying to find my own voice within it. And that's the work that Michael hired me to do. And that's the work I'm I'm still doing today, um, in addition to others. But that's that one style of work really blew up and got me attention from other publishers also. And so just getting that volume of work coming in now helped me to refine my skills and build other work. And it just kind of that was the spark that led to everything else. So I honestly I really owe a lot to Mork Borg. Yeah, it's it's a funny how that works out because that was not the first time I tried to emulate a style, but that was the first one that blew up like that. That's nice. The thing about Mork Borg's art-wise too, and what just art in general in the gamosphere and some of the indie stuff coming out, there's a lot more you're able to do artistically with a lot of that style than like if what's going on at some places like like some of the bigger companies it's very much uh, a similar art thing you have to it's very much like a tedious style that you have to kind of stick in with certain parameters and Mm -hmm. you can't really have fun with it (laughs) yeah no yeah i totally know what you mean it's funny because i mean morkboard definitely is like a house style in a way but it's such a transgressive house style Mm-hmm. That, that you can do so much with it yeah, and you can do a lot of really neat stuff with it that you can't yeah. do with some of the other things it's just because the way that they market it and the way that they try to keep their books and their looks consistent the things like work board there's a lot more freedom than a lot more artistic expression can come out i believe <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's funny because oh hold on one second uh lincoln i don't think they can see you but you can say hi hi say hello, hello. Hello. Hi. This is my son. He he really really wanted to say hi. Hello. How are so, you? It, it, I, I it's am blurring Logar in the and barbarian. out. Logar the barbarian. That's his name. This is his podcast. When it comes out, I'll show it to you. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> He's really excited. He he thinks I'm uh, he thinks I'm internet famous now. You are. You are. <laughs> you are. People want your art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I love it. But yeah, uh, speaking about Mark Borg, when I first started like experimenting with that style, of course, I was like trying to be Johan Moore, um, <laughs> just kind of doing a style copy and kind of figuring out why he does what he does, just because that's how my art brain works. And I'm, I'm happy to say that like I've found my own voice within that. So my work, if you put it next to you know, the other more poor artists, it doesn't look like them. 
mm-hmm. but it looks like it fits with them. Yes. So I'm really happy because uh, the whole point, uh, I think, of copying someone else's style is really to find your own voice within it mm-hmm. so that you can find your own style. Yeah. You know, it's it's not really copying. It's learning by doing. And yeah. um, that's that's been really important to me as an artist, just, I mean, as a person, but also as an artist. And uh, it's fortunately led to, you know, the success that I'm having now. I mean, I'm just I'm just happy that people like my work. You know, um, but it also surprises some people because they're like, oh, can you do a 5e style of painting? I'm like, yes. I'm like, oh, can you do more of like a cartoony style? Yes, I can do that. Can you do comic book style from the 90s? Yes, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's all because I've just kind of been, you know, finding yeah. my way for so long, you know, so um, I'm working on actually another really interesting project. I don't know if I can really say who it's with. Mm-hmm. It's with a name most people would recognize. If you're into White Wolf or like 1990s Tim Bradstreet, yes, that kind of stuff, Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> um, if you're into that kind of a look, I'm working on another project with someone right now, and you'll you'll like that project. So stay tuned for that one. 90s Tim Bradstreet. That's a name that I haven't heard for a minute. That that, that right? brings back some memories. <laughs> he, that's funny because. He had his his time and it was like dominant, right? I mean, he he basically defined the style for that entire game and kind of for that whole company. And just, I mean, you know, if oh, you yeah. say Vampire the Masquerade, you're talking about him, which is yeah. pretty impressive as an artist, you know. And he did some good. He did some he did some uh, comic work as well. That was Iconic yeah. and de- definitive yeah. for certain things, very yeah. 90s specific, mm-hmm. like Hellblazer and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And his Punisher work was really good. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm, t- what, I'm trying to remember what Punisher, I, I don't remember the Punisher he did, but yeah. <laughs> off the top of my he head. He did a lot, he did a ton of covers for Punisher. Um, oh, I it, do. Was that the one they did the Marvel Knights imprint, wasn't yep, it? Yep. Yeah, yep. I do and, remember and also, those. I mean, he has such a such a distinct style. If you like Google Tim mm-hmm. Bradstreet Punisher, you're going to get a billion images and you're going to think, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that because he was all over the shelves, you know? Well, that was an interesting. The 90s had an that There was something very. Uh, Tim Bradstreet is very 90s in his style, too. Oh, yeah. There, yeah. Was, there was something going on in the 90s that had that grim, dark edge to it. If that makes yeah. sense. No, it totally does, actually. Um, and, you know, being my background, I was interested in comics. The like late 80s and early 90s, I think the whole comic book industry took a turn for like, the dark and gritty. Oh, definitely. And, you know, you had things like uh, Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. you know, and like everyone, I mean, even Spider-Man started to get like Oh, dark and gritty because they yeah, thought Todd that was McFarlane the way to sell. Todd came on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it's, dark, it's, it's grim dark Spidey now. Yeah, it's all about <laughs> the shadows and the angst and the edginess. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, you know, Bradstreet is one of those guys. He fit perfectly into that. I mean, his his work looks like film noir, but, yes. you know, in a drawing. So, yeah, the whole, the whole point was that I really enjoy adapting to new styles and finding my own voice within them. So if anyone listening to this is interested in that kind of style which i'm sure they are you know <laughs> there's going to be something cool coming you know hopefully in the future uh yeah keep an eye excellent excellent i'm excited to see that so so i'm curious like we talked about how you got into gaming here recently but i'm curious how you got into art in general and are there any mediums that you're particularly those are the mediums you're most fond of and like to do the most or how how could you expand on that a bit um yeah actually well i've been drawing you know since i was 
a baby, basically, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I was one of those kids who always had a pencil in his hand. And when I got out of high school, I decided to try to pursue it. I can tell now from where I am looking back, like Mm -hmm. what I was doing, but I didn't understand it then because I was a kid. Um, And what I was doing was trying to find my way. When I, my first couple semesters at college, I literally took every art class they offered. Nice. So I just went from art class to art class to art class to art class. And I was doing like, ceramics i was doing watercolor i was Mm -hmm. doing figure drawing i was doing everything because my whole thought was i don't know what i want to do and i think i like comics (laughs) but even if i do like that i need to be good at other stuff too so that's what i did and the things the two things that interested me the most were ceramics actually which is funny (laughs) and uh illustration yeah one of the last classes i took at a junior college was an illustration class. And that really opened up my mind because it made me realize um, before that I was thinking like, are you a comic book artist or are you a figure artist or are you a fine artist? And then I was taught in that class, you can just be an artist. Mm -hmm. You can just get basic skills and then apply those skills to anything. Yes, And that, that really opened me up because even today, now I think of everything in terms of fundamental skills. Mm -hmm. So if someone is asking, I you know, on the forums or whatever, someone say, oh, how do I get to be a good comic book artist? Or how do I get to be a good character artist or concept artist or whatever? I always tell them it's all about fundamentals. It doesn't matter if you want to draw comics or concept art for movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have to know the basics. And keeping that kind of an idea in my head has always made me focus on the basics and then think, now I can do anything. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've chased so many styles is because I feel confident that I can do pretty much anything. Either I know how to do it or I can learn how to do it. Yes. And that's that's my philosophy. And it's even like if you check on my Instagram, billyblower.com, all spelled out, <laughs> by the way, you can even see some of the variety that I put up there because that's that's kind of like my sketchbook almost. You know, that's where I post current stuff I'm working on. And there's even like, just for fun, uh, Funko Pop designs that I did. Oh, yeah, because I ran across someone, they were doing Funko Pop design. So I, I hit her up and said, like, hey, this is great. Can you show me a little bit about your process? And she did. And I learned it. And I did it. And I started getting commissions for it. And it was fun. But it's also like, you would you would look at my Funko Pop designs and not know that was the same guy that did, you know, oh, the yeah. 5e stuff or the Mortborg stuff or the comic book yes. stuff. or And so, yeah, I, I think that it all started in junior college when I took that illustration class Um, and I got, I was also really interested in figure drawing and I still am. Mm -hmm. So I took this uh, contest, I guess you'd call it. And I I won, they called it a scholarship, but it was basically like one free class to go to art center college Mm -hmm. of design, which is a, a very prestigious school out here on the West coast. And I went and I took their one class and I picked figure drawing because that's what I liked. And then I took my, my big giant portfolio and I took it to their recruiter and I said, this is my best work. This is my current portfolio. Please tell me what do I have to do to get into your school? Because your school is where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And she looked through it and she said, just apply. That's all you need to do. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So uh, I applied there and I got in. And so uh, I spent about three years at art center. Um, and that was incredibly transformative for me it's a very intense school 
Mm-hmm. And it's the kind of school that basically says, this is your full-time job and you're going to work overtime. So, you know, it's, there's a lot of burnout. There's a lot of all-nighters. Um, but their goal is to basically cram, you know, as much as they can into three years. You know, the, the 10,000 hours idea of mastery. Yes. Well, they're they're trying to cram 10,000 hours into two and a half to three years. Uh, pretty in- intense and rigorous there. <laughs> Very. Um, someone asked me what it was like, and I said, incredibly instructive, but incredibly difficult, I think is what I said. <laughs> it, was, it was the kind of school where like you would, you would sometimes sleep at school, yes. you know, because you would go get two hours of sleep, wake up and finish your project, then get another hour and then go to class and then go right through the night to work on your all-nighter. And you could do that stuff when you're in your 20s, I guess. We're coming up on time. Could you tell the listeners where they can find you online and check out your art? Yeah, yeah, sure, man. Um, so my name, uh, Billy Blue. Uh, that's going to be pretty easy to find. So I'm billyblueart.com is my website. Um, and on that page, you'll find links to all my other socials. Or you could just go to those socials and most of them, I'm billyblueart.com, just all written out. So uh, Twitter, Instagram, you know, all that stuff. Um, my website is probably my my most professional and complete portfolio. You'll get to see all of my good stuff and a variety. Um, if you like Instagram, you can follow me there. And that's kind of more of a sketchbook, like I was saying. I like mm-hmm. to post, you know, things I'm working on currently. Yeah, that's probably my most active social is uh, Instagram. And also I'm pretty active on various Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. And I like to be in like the RPG groups and, you know, yeah. uh, things like that, the zine groups. It's a, it's a really great community. And uh, yeah, I, I try to be active there too. So if you look me up and send me a message and say hi, I'd be happy to hear from anyone. I love to talk art, obviously. So <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. It's been great getting a chance to talk to you. Yeah, man, it was a real pleasure. Anytime. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Crom. We're on Patreon. We could really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.